Well, the Bible reading this morning, it comes from uh, the book of John, chapter 14, verses 15 to 31. That's John 14, verses 15 to 31. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with with you as orphans. Sorry. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives, Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father And do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. That's backup technology. I'm really excited to be here this morning to, uh, to share my journey. Um, I went on a Gideon International Scripture Blitz last year in October and we went to, uh, we went to Lay City in Papua New Guinea. Before I went, I had a pre-travel tre- checklist. I looked up the... Uh, the Australian Government um, Travel Guide website. Um, is it safe to go? Not particularly. Uh, it ac- they actually said in that, on that website, reconsider your need to travel. Um, civil unrest in Papua New Guinea um, after elections, etc. Um, did the trip conflict with family events? Yes, it did. Medical clearance? Yes, I had the clearance. Um, support from family and friends. Um, this church? Uh, yes, I had all that. Do I have the funds to go? Yes. Um, Gideons always pay their own way. 
to uh, to travel overseas when we're doing the Lord's work. Um, that's travel, you know, airfares, accommodation, food, everything. Um, will it be challenging? Yes, I knew it would be challenging. Uh, will it be rewarding? Yes. Does the Lord want me to go? Yes, He did. So there were challenges before we were leaving. Um, our son's wife was expe- uh, expecting their first baby um, due two weeks before uh, we were to go, and um, the baby was late. Our granddaughter's eye operation had been delayed until the week I was to fly out. Um, my, my visa had been delayed. <clears throat> and uh, it was supposed to take seven days to get a visa. It took seven weeks. So uh, I think it arrived two days before I left. Um, and Helen and I both uh, contracted COVID um, two weeks before. So I prayed to God. I said, guide me in your truth and teach me for you are my God, my saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. The Lord certainly answered that prayer. So we're finally in the air and well prepared, or so I thought. So we're travelling to the, um, the Morobi province, province where uh, Lay City is. Um, the province itself has got a population of about one million, uh, within Lay about uh, 100,000. Um, so there were challenges immediately and um, I have to say spiritual attacks. Um, my log- luggage was lost in Port Moresby. So I had arrived in Lay and I didn't have any luggage. I only had the clothes that were on my back and, um, and what was in my backpack. And there were other challenges during the week. And I was reminded, and this is the thing about the Word of God, the Word of God always rings true. Okay, and it says here, in, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And I'm in the hotel there with no luggage, about to start um, what I thought was going to be a really exciting adventure. <clears throat> and the Lord said to me, now you're totally reliant on me. Trust me. And my God supplied all my needs. All essential items um, were in my backpack. Medication, phone, recharges. I was lent clothes um, by other members on the team and there were amazing provisions and blessings um, along the way. And again, the word of God rang true again. I am with you always. So first impressions. Um, So we picked up at the airport and we're picked up in an armoured vehicle, um, transferred to the hotel. Um, roads in very poor condition, needing repair. I had to put my engineering, civil engineering um, um, thoughts behind me because I'm trying to focus on what the Lord is doing and I'm looking at these roads falling apart and I think, oh, well, they need this here, they need that there. And I can see the smile on Al Gosby's face. <laughs> he'd, he'd be doing the same We're in, on his travels, I think. Yeah. Um, So the hotel's located in a gated, razor-wired compound with security guards. And uh, there's people on the roads everywhere over there. And um, so we're meeting the international team. Um, So that comprised of six Australians, um, one guy from Japan and 14 local Gideons. So you'll see in the photo there, starting um, from the left, so David Jarrett, he's the team leader, very experienced um, um, Gideon, um, myself, wearing somebody else's clothes. 
Um, <coughs> Doug White, um, he's a rescue helicopter um, pilot from uh, Mackay. Stuart Wolf, a dentist. Yasu um, Kitamura from Japan. Uh, Phil Bailey, a customs um, officer. Nothing, uh, nothing got past this bloke, I tell you. And uh, Ian Hutchinson, a teacher. Oh, there was one more person on the team, and that was um, Jesus. So Saturday evening, um, we had our team briefing. Um, we had our churches assigned, so we all speak in churches on the Sunday, and there were seven teams formed for distributions. So Sunday, we're heading out to church, and I'm picked up by this guy. His name is Samson. <coughs> and... Uh, Nothing happens in a hurry. I was to be picked up at 8.30. He didn't pick me up until 10 to 9. Um, the church service, service was at 9 o'clock and um, oh, we didn't get there till about quarter past. Um, along the way, um, I noticed, like, you know, the church I was going to was located in a very poor area of Ley. And uh, although that was, it's a very poor slummy area, people living in slums, Here's um, a, a lady and a daughter, groomed beautifully, and we stopped and we spoke to them, and they were off to worship their Lord. So I went to the Christian Apostolic Fellowship. Now, we arrived late. I could hear that the service had started, and um, these people, um, as they're filtering in, they're just praising God. And uh, I thought, oh, well, I'll be up within about an, you know, half an hour or so and to start speaking. These people worship the Lord all day long through Sunday. So as the, the church filled up and eventually filled up, uh, I thought, okay, um, you know, now they'll, um, they'll get started. Well, they worship for another hour and a half. I'm sitting in this church and I've got my notes ready to get up and speak and I heard my name mentioned at one stage. A lot of it's in pidgin English. Uh, very hard for me to understand, but I just knew the way these guys are, are praising, you know, they're praising the one um, living God that we all, we all praise. Um, the fellow on the right there with his hands in the air, he was my interpreter. <clears throat> so, as you can see there, my mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendour all day long. These guys took that literally. So after about an hour and a half, two hours, and I'm right, continuing to write notes because the Lord kept speaking to me before I, before I was to, to get up. And I thought, Lord, I'm ready to give birth to this one. Get me up there. And then a miracle. The power went out. So they couldn't, they couldn't play the music um, and they just said, you're on. <laughs> right, okay. So I'm up there with no microphone and I'm... I'm, uh, yeah, so I'm speaking fairly loud so they can all hear me. Um, it was a wonderful experience. Um, as I said, Sundays are spent worshipping God all day long. And uh, as long as you talk, they will listen. Um, they thanked me. And I, with my interpreter, I didn't know um, how I was coming across. Um, talking about my own testimony, the work of Gideons in the world, etc., but they said to me, oh, thank you, it was a powerful message. So that was nice. On returning back to the hotel, um, this lady was still cleaning my room and um, I like to refer to these things as divine appointments and they happen all the time as a Gideon. You just come across people in your everyday life. Uh, this lady, um, I offered her a Bible and um, 
she said to me, oh, I've, I've already got one. And uh, I said, okay, would you like another one? And she just beamed and she said, yes, I'd love another one because I gave my other one to my daughter. So on the Monday, this is for the start of the distributions, so everything was founded on prayer on this trip. So we're up at, um, we're up at 5 o'clock, we have a 5.30 prayer meeting. And uh, as I said, everything founded on prayer. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That was the basis of what we were doing. So we're out on Monday. We're loading um, 4,000 Bibles into, uh, into the vehicle. And um, I'm partnered with a guy here, um, Rex Apuka. Um, he's my prayer partner for the week. Again, this guy did not make a move without praying first. And um, I'm, I'm, I said to Rex at one stage, I said, Rex, you found everything on prayer. And he said to me, I want to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. And then all these things will be added as we go along. Wonderful, faithful man. So it wasn't a great start. Um, we had 4,000 Bibles in the back of this vehicle and we got a puncher straight away and the pit crew, uh, this is God's provision again, the pit crew arrived and changed the tyre for us. Um, so, and they were there instantly. You know, the tyre blew, bang, and here's the pit crew changing the tyre for us. So we're heading up into the hills there, up to Noab and uh, Hobu and... Um, this is, uh, again, pretty challenging. We're going across bridges that have been built by the Japanese during the war and there was still talk of um, mines being in the area. And uh, so you can see there Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust the Lord uh, with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. I was praying there that he'd make the path a little bit smoother because it was, pre <laughs> it was pretty, pretty rough there. Um, so, and this, is, this happened everywhere we went. So we go up into these hills and uh, um, you're going along these rough tracks but then you come to the, you know, these areas that are open and cleared but they're surrounded by fencing and there's, there are security guards there. And uh, we start the process of explaining to the guard who we are, what we're doing. We're bringing Bibles for the children and the guards look at you and they don't say much. And then they might get on the radio and um, you hear them talk to someone and then they open the gate and you go in. And then you, 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 you drive up there and um, then, you know, you're sort of out there in the open <coughs> and then you... You go into the admin office and you explain again who you are and what you're doing. This first time I got the impression they don't know we're coming. So I was, I'm getting a bit concerned. Rex is going in to, to uh, ask them if we can distribute Bibles to the, uh, to the students. And then the, principals, the principal came out and, and invited us in um, to a meeting area. This is Hobu Primary School. And the first thing they say, after we've gone through this process again, explaining who we are, we're pleased you're here. Can you share the word of God with the students? So not only distribute the word, but share the word of God. And uh, as we read in, uh, in John 14, 
but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. Because that was very important to me because, to be honest, I didn't think I was prepared for that. I was prepared to, yeah, go and hand out Bibles to kids, um, to students, but was I prepared to actually um, preach the Word of God? I didn't think I was. So in this first school, 320 students heard how God's Word never changes. That's, and this is where the Holy Spirit kicked in for me. Um, I said, Lord, what am I going to tell these kids? And uh, I was able to, you know, the Lord brought to, mind, to my mind, you know, COVID and how that's, a, that's something in, in the world which is changing, you know, changing governments, um, wars, rumours of wars. Um, some people talk about climate change. So sharing this with the kids but then being able to reassure them that the word of God is the same to yesterday, today and tomorrow. Um, another school, the same, the same message. And, um, you know, 580 students um, received and heard the word of God. Um, day two, new challenges, um, uh, but uh, exceeded by blessings. Um, we went to this uh, Emmanuel Lutheran co College. Uh, 320 students again heard um, heard the word and, and received the word. Um, you just 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 quickly, uh, you can see um, Rex up there and the uh, the principal in the red shirt. When we went in to um, again explain why we're here and what we're doing, they didn't know we were coming. Um, so the principal is sort of saying, oh, I don't know, you know, we've got this class and that class. Um, and the lady on her, on her right was sitting there at her desk and she was saying, oh, no, no, we can, do, we can fit them in here and we can fit them in there uh, between this class and that class. Um, so again, the Lord went ahead of us there. Um, this school, Lanark Happy um, Public School, this lady was her whole life in this school um, was based on the word of God. You can see all these signs um, on the, um, behind her in her office. And some of these signs read, Jesus rules over this, this office. Our great and mighty God, Yahweh, is in control of Lanakapi. Um, charge your soul with prayer like you charge your phone. This, this was a beauty, this next one. Any enemy following in my steps, may their steps be met by the fire of God. <laughs> I've, I've never met a lady like this that was just, yeah, she was full on for the Lord. There we go. Oh, there we go. Right. Um, so we're invited again to preach the, the word. Um, a thousand students there at that time. And uh, basically my message with these schools was pretty similar about how the, the word of God never changes, same yesterday, today and tomorrow. Some of the schools we went to, um, we had to move fast. So five classes in 35 minutes. So just going bang, bang, bang from class to class. Um, ex exciting, you know, the, the adrenaline was, was pumping there. Um, this one... <laughs> It was absolutely hilarious. So we arrived there. Again, they didn't know we were coming. 
Um, these two ladies just walked out, um, walking across the lawn. We explained what, who we are and what we're doing there. Next thing, she's ordering these students to come out and, um, and to um, get their Bibles. The lady um, on the, uh, next to her was, was looking at her going, um, you tell them, love. <laughs> yeah. So we distributed Bibles to year seven and eight and then we're packing up to leave and um, they said to us, um, um, do you have um, enough Bibles for year six? And, and I said, yes, yes, we've got enough Bibles and, um, but we've got to go to another school um, and uh, we haven't got much time. And they said, oh, well, the kids are already, already um, there. So they were in a separate section just sitting and waiting for us. I don't know how that happened. They didn't know we were coming, but the kids were there ready to see, receive the word of God. Day three, another flat tyre. So um, more challenges exceeded by blessings. Another pit crew just arrived, changed the tyre just like that. Um, we delivered 600 Bibles to uh, Boumayon Secondary School. We had to rush off um, to another school after that. So um, the teams were pretty well organised. So this guy, Israel, um, he was in the backup team. So these guys just came charging down the road and um, they delivered the, and the Bibles um, at that school. Now this guy, we went into Boulogne Teachers College and we're sitting in this guy, this is the assistant principal. We're sitting um, in his office and... Uh, He's adding up the number of students. I said, oh, how many students you've got? And I think it was about 600. And uh, then he sort of looked at me and he got up and he went over to the, uh, the PA system. And I've never heard this before from a principal in my life. He announced, the Guineans International are here and they have Bibles for everyone. Not taking a Bible is not an option. Before we went and dis distributed the Bibles to, um, to, the, uh, to the teaching students, um, we were invited to join their morning devotions. So these ladies uh, that you can see in the background there, they're singing a song. Um, I can hardly read it myself, but uh, just on the right there. No, no, it's not an easy road. No, no, it's not an easy road. But Jesus walks beside me and um, brightens the journey and lightens the heavy load. A lot of the time, and this goes back to the Holy Spirit being with you and giving you the words to say, I was invited to encourage these ladies, so um, immediately the Lord said, said to me, encourage these ladies with Paul's journey, Paul's journey and how he had um, run the race, kept the faith, um, so that was exciting for me uh, to be able to do that. There we go. Sorry. So they're very keen to help. The guy on the right in the right-hand photo there, that's the principal of the school um, handing out Bibles to students after we spoke to them. Uh, yeah, 600 students there at that school. Um, Again, the Lord gave me the words to say. Um, it struck me that these, because these were, this was a teacher's college, 
Um, these people are the future of, um, of the nation of Papua New Guinea, being teachers themselves. So I was able to encourage them um, in their studies, being the future of the, of the nation, the future leaders of the nation. Um, a few late arrivals, um, these guys just came running up, sir, sir, can we have a Bible? So that was, that was a blessing. Now, then we went across to a police station, Malang um, Police Station. We, um, sorry, I've got a bit of a trigger finger here, haven't I? Um, we distributed the Bibles um, at this police station and they took extra for the staff that weren't there at the, at the time. Now, at the end of the distribution, um, one of the other policemen said, um, the police commander wants to say something. And I thought, oh, okay, what's he want to say? And he looked at me and he held up his Bible and he said, this Bible, this Bible that you have given me is very important to our work. Now, it immediately struck me that this, this man was very similar to the centurion. He had the faith of the centurion. So he had the, the authority. He could command his police officers, go, come. But he recognised that he was under the authority of God. Okay? This man recognised that he needed, and his staff, all his police officers, needed to put on the full armour of God each and every day. So that was a relief when he said that to me. <laughs> right. um, another school, Lay Community College. Um, perfect timing here. Um, we, we arrived at this at this college and these guys had just finished their exams. So you can see, look at the looks on their faces. This is late in the day. Um, and uh, so we expressed concern to the staff there. We said, look, it's late in the day. These guys have just finished their exams. They want to go home. And they went, no, 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 it's all good, it's all good. After we spoke to them and they received their Bibles, look at the change in the expression on their faces. Absolutely delighted to receive the word of God. So day four, we're back up into the hills again, um, delivering to another school. Um, again, when we're asked to speak about the word of God, um, my prayer was always, Lord, what am I going to tell these guys? And you can just see there, we're in this mountain environment. And um, what came to mind when I was asked to preach to them was this verse, the mountains melt like wax before the Lord. This was a, a verse that was very important to me when I was um, working in a, um, a high-pressure um, job, um, engineering business down in, down in Penrith, and I had um, deadlines um, and, uh, you know, performance targets. And one night I went to bed and I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I can't climb this mountain. Help me climb this mountain. And the Lord actually woke me up and gave me this verse. I'd never heard of this verse again. So just being in that environment, um, in the mountains there, I was able to encourage them um, that they can climb these mountains and using that as an il illustration, that the Lord will help them um, in that. Um, Mullawee Public School, 550 
Bibles were distributed there, but I had a, my heart was broken there because um, we, we couldn't um, distribute Bibles to years three and four because they said, no, you'll get yours next year. But unfortunately, they brought all those years three and four out um, in, this, um, in this assembly. Um, so here we are sharing the word of God with them, encouraging them to read the Bible. And then the staff said, oh, you guys are dismissed, you have to go. So we had to reassure them that they would get their Bibles next year. We were treated like rock stars as we left that one. Um, again, a change of scene again. This is a health centre, um, actually opened by um, Japanese. Um, this, is, this is dangerous work in a very run-down hospital. They told us they didn't have the funds to maintain the hospital. Um, but you can see the sort of services they provide there and the cost that they provide them at. Um, you know, there's typhoid, there's AIDS and all these things. They provide these services um, for a cost of about five kina, which is about um, $2. Again, I said to the Lord, what am I going to tell these guys? Um, you know, they're health workers, doctors, nurses. And so what came to mind was... Very truly I tell, to, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, even greater works than these. So I encourage them in their work, um, knowing that, um, that they would be encouraged. And you can see there, straight off that distribution, there were nurses just sitting there reading the, reading the word and getting that encouragement from the word. Um, another school, another 950 Bibles. Um, Wherever we went, um, the, principal, the principals would tell us, this guy in particular, that with all the social problems we have in lay, it's very important that the Bibles the students re, um, receive today are taken back into their homes. So we had the support um, of the teachers. Um, we went to a, um, uh, like a technical college and uh, it was beautifully set up. We, as we... Um, as they came into the mess hall, um, we were able to hand out the Bibles and um, while they're having their dinner, um, we were able to preach the word of God to them there. And we played tag team with that, so we sort of swapped over as we did that. Um, one girl came up to me and, and said, uh, uh, I said to her, here's your Bible. And she said, oh, I've already got one. And I said, oh, do you want another one? And she beamed because she said, yes, I've just given my Bible to a friend. So that was the end of a long day, or so I thought. Um, this guy knew we were in there giving Bibles out and he wouldn't let us out. He's a security guard. He wouldn't let us out until um, he got his Bible. <laughs> so as I said at the start, everything was founded on prayer. And um, you can see um, Phil Bailey there on the right. Um, he's pretty tired at that stage. His eyes are still open while we're praying, I think. I think he's trying to stay awake. And so another um, technical college um, that we went to, um, I think it was on the last day, 320 Bibles. Again, we're just going from class to class. Uh, and again, they asked us, uh, yeah, give the Bibles, but can you also preach the word of God to them? Yeah. Um, on the way out, again, security guards, you give one security guard a Bible and then they come, come from nowhere. Once they know you've got Bibles, uh, they were there.
So 40,000 Bibles over five days. Um, we had 100% um, success rate on entry um, to all the different institutions. Um, and this is just um, million wrecks, um, not the 40,000. I think we did, uh, we did about 12,000. But, um, yeah, I, what, a, what it made me do was ask the question, why? Why is the Word of God so readily accepted in PNG? And the reason is that religious education is a compulsory subject now. Since about, um, I think it's 2018. And the principals were saying to us, now we have a textbook to teach our Christian citizenship values. But God wasn't finished with us. That was the end, that was the end of the week, so that's Monday to Friday. Um, David Jarrett, our team leader, said, OK, you guys have worked hard. You, you can go and... Um, uh, we'll go and do a bit of sightseeing. So we went to the war cemetery and... Um, you know, then there's, we came across these guys and, uh, you know, just in general conversation, um, David led three of these guys to the Lord. So on the Friday night, um, we had what we call the last supper. It was actually a pastor's appreciation dinner. And uh, this to me, summed it up. Um, this is all the pastors and uh, we're giving them a dinner in appreciation for allowing us to come into their churches and preach. And then Jesus said to them, when I sent you without purse or bag, that was in my case, no, no luggage or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. And that was what happened to me on this trip. I lacked nothing. So at the end of all this, what's all this about? This is about what it says and another promise of God that rings true. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And we know that thing is to bring lost souls into his kingdom. 46 million scriptures distributed uh, by Gideons in 2021 and we're just one arm of, um, of, the, of the worldwide missionary uh, teams. Still there's billions un unreached. So if it excites you like it excites me, talk to me about getting involved in Gideons in some way. Um, being uh, a friend of Gideons or uh, using the card program, whatever suits your circumstances. So thank you very much for your attention. That was my journey. I hope you enjoyed coming along uh, with me on that. And Gary's got a question. <laughs> I got my bag back. Two, two weeks after I got home, my bag arrived. <laughs> thank you very much. Appreciate your attention.